time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. What you're witnessing is the curtain raiser to a most extraordinary play. To wit, the signing of a pact, the commencement of a project. The play itself will be performed almost entirely off stage. The final scenes are to be enacted a decade hence and with a different cast. The main character of these final scenes is Ilsa, the daughter of Professor and Mrs. Nielsen, age two. At the moment, she lies sleeping in her crib, unaware of the singular drama in which she is to be involved. Ten years from this moment, Ilsa Nielsen is to know the desolating terror of living simultaneously in the world and in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 107 uh, of the Twilight Zone was mute, and uh, please don't mute this podcast because it's a podcast, so you wouldn't be getting anything out of it if you muted it. We'd get the listen, though, so. Yes. Um, so this uh, this episode, first of all, I would just like to point out that this episode recycles more people from previous episodes than I think any episode. Yeah, it does. Because uh, the, the firefighter guy is uh, the dad from Walking Distance. Uh, and I, I keep naming these episodes as if you know what the name is. So. <laughs> I know which one that one. That's a that's a very early one. Um, one of the uh, one of the guys who comes in later, um, you know, like one, one of the people who's involved with like the experiment. Uh, he is the 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 guy from Death's Hand Revisited. Uh, where, uh, you know, he's like the the former concentration camp. Yeah. 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 And I think he's been in a few episodes too. Probably one where he didn't play a Nazi. <laughs> well, I and mean, it, with the Twilight Zone, roll, roll the dice. You're probably going to find a Nazi, right? Yeah. And and after after last week's uh, deep dive into the Nazis, let let's not let's not focus too much on that. I, I you know what? The official stance of the show: we're tired of Nazis. It, exactly. Yeah. That, that that should be the tagline for this: we're we're tired of Nazis. Uh, so it focuses on uh, on Ilsa. So basically, the the episode sort of introduces us to this this couple, um, and and they're they're agreeing to, uh, you know, sort of conduct an experiment with their daughter. And I and I don't I don't believe they explain what the experiment is. It's just you know later on she's she's unable to talk basically. Here is my issue with this episode, and I know we're trying to get away from Nazis. But <laughs> her name's Ilsa. There's experimenting. At the beginning, they're in Dusseldorf. I mean, what is going on here? <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, it's funny you should say that because uh, as I'm seeing this, I, I'm remembering um, uh, when my uh, when my uh, uh, you know brother was having uh, his two uh, who, two oldest daughters. I say oldest; they're like seven and five. Uh, I remember at one point I said, uh, what you should do is you should have one of them, you should start at the same age and have one of them watch uh, the Star Wars movies, like oh, wow. episode one through episode nine, and have the other one watch the uh, the uh, Star Wars movies in the order they were released. Yeah. And see if uh, either one or both ends up actually liking Star Wars after that. That's that's an incredible experiment. But, that, but then I thought that was a little bit too manipulative. Yeah, and sure. Maybe that wouldn't be a, a good idea. 
And uh, so you compare that to we're not going to have this person speak. And see what happens. That's uh, that's a little bit more manipulative. I thought you were going to say have one kid watch Star Wars and the other kid watch Star Trek and see which one comes out cooler. Oh, that that would be a that would be a good experiment too. That would that would settle the argument finally. <laughs> it, it would, yeah. <laughs> one is uh, one is not allowed to watch Star Trek at all, and the other yeah Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that would probably uh, that would probably have a, a, a similar impact on their social skills as not allowing them to speak. <laughs> yeah, because like I've I've uh, you know said plenty of times on the show that you know I have almost no familiarity with Star Trek, and mm. I've you know I, I I never got into all the the Disney boom of Star Wars past couple of years, but. I, like growing up, I was like, "Man, Star Wars is cool." That Star Trek, that just looks lame. I think uh, I think you're the only person who's ever said those words, uh, <laughs> or, or or the opposite. You know, Star yeah. Wars, Star Trek is cool, and Star Wars uh, that, that 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 looks lame. Um, yeah, I think you're the only person who's ever said that. So, so they basically uh, they they sort of outline that there's some sort of experiment going on, and then the next uh, thing we see is uh, there's a fire. And um, so there's the there's this couple who's who's uh, put in charge of Ilsa, and uh, they all they all they know is she doesn't seem to be talking. Like when when they find her, uh, you know, during the fire, uh, she's not reacting at all. Like she's just sort of like in a trance. And yeah. they they eventually realize she can't talk at all. Yeah, and I mean, you just assume that she's, you know, in shock from the fire and her parents not making it. Yeah. Um. So she's she's sort of like basically being. Yeah, it, it's like the uh, the the episode where the guy uh, you know couldn't talk for a year, so he uh, cut his vocal cords. Except they oh, didn't have to God. cut his vocal cords. They just they just didn't tell her she could talk. Yeah, that. Um... And, you know, I have uh, three three nieces and a nephew, um, ages like almost three to seven. And uh, man, if uh, a couple of them just never learned how to talk, I feel like, uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, you know, when when kids are a certain age, they uh, they're loud. Exactly. Is, is what you're getting at. <laughs> that is very true. Um, Elsa, on the other hand, um, of course, was never loud. Um, so do you, I mean, what is the secret society that, is there any legitimate secret society where you could really um, uh, validate, like, not not letting your kids speak until the age of, Eight, ten. How old is Elsa in this? Uh, she's twelve. As all this is happening with the fire and everything. Yes. Uh, so she's about to be a, a an angry teenager and not be able to speak. That's that's that seems like it's just asking for trouble. <laughs> well, I mean, most most emo goth teens they they don't speak, right? At least not to their. Parents. That's true. Yeah, they they speak to some people, but not others. Um, <clears throat> my my question is. You know, and and this sort of goes goes back to the uh, the the conversation we were having uh, last week. Uh, not not to not to dive too deeply into that. Has there ever been a time where someone was in a secret society where that was a good thing? Yeah, 
I mean, the song from The Simpsons uh, is a catchy tune, so the, something good came out of that secret society. Uh, that's true. Steve Gutenberg's career. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I saw I was watching something that was I forget what it even was because it was just in the background. Uh, but there was something that was talking about the stone, uh, you know, the Freemasons. Uh-huh. And the guy word for word just rattles off the the song from the Simpsons. <laughs> like he's talking about how how influential they've been and they they've rigged every Oscar night and kept electric cars from becoming a reality. Oh my god. They've robbed cavefish of their sight. Like, like, <laughs> that extreme where and this is like a serious thing where he's just he's just rattling off the things from the Simpsons. I'm like that's that's not that's not the Freemasons, that's the stonecutters. I wouldn't be <laughs> I wouldn't be in that secret society. That that would be that would be good. I'd actually want to be in the the ancient mystic society of Noah Homers. <laughs> is there a difference between a secret society and a cult? Homer Hickam is in that one because you're allowed to have one. <laughs> uh, it, it, it seems like a, a society is a cult, but they're rich. Like like a a, a secret society, it, it, it's exactly the same thing as a cult, except they've got money and influence, whereas a cult. They, they tend to not they they tend to you know i mean they have influence like within them within themselves you know like uh i i, I i'm not gonna say what i was just gonna say <laughs> we're really walking on eggshells these last I, two I, weeks I, um, I, I was about to i was about to mention a cult but uh, some of them might be listening so. oh yeah oh god don't do that yeah. um the uh speaking of uh homer hickam are you familiar with the story of the uh nasa uh intern who had like a, a Twitter fight with Homer Hickam. I do remember that, but I don't remember the details. I, I just remember hearing about a, a, a intern that had, uh, that had a fight with Homer Hickam. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. It's it's if, if uh, listeners, if you haven't heard, it's uh, quite funny. Uh, so uh, the uh, one thing that's not funny is the experiment yeah. they were conducting on Ilsa to uh, have her not speak. So uh, she's she's uh, communicating telepathically, and th- there's a couple flashbacks where they actually show like her um, her dad, uh, you know, like sort of teaching her how to how to communicate telepathically. But the thing is, like, wouldn't you have to, in, in order to communicate at all, like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you have to speak in order for the words to have any meaning? Yeah, that's what I because I mean. Every every word that we speak is a symbol for something, right? right. Um, I just you have to have some kind of language, and I mean, at the end of the day, she's still speaking English telepathically. I I, I know that you know we hear English in when they're representing the telepathic communication between the Elsa and and her parents, but um, or whenever Elsa does it uh, in the episode. But yeah, you're right. It, you would have to start from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, and, and things take a, take a weird turn because like, while she's, uh, she's learning about uh, the word for, I, I think it's a boat or a ship. Uh, she sees the picture like animate. And, and yeah. so like, how, how is that supposed to have happened? I, I, I don't get that one. And that's, that's what I think is we're getting to why this season is so annoying and we've been dreading it for, you know, almost a hundred episodes. It's, it's that they had an hour to tell the story and they had an an interesting idea. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, 
but you know, then they decided to uh, delve into the, uh, you know, into the mythology of it. And, and it got a little, got a little weird. Like the, the Verners are like the secret society is from Austria and you yeah. don't bring Nazis into this one. <laughs> you just, you <laughs> a, just, a week after. Yeah. They just crowbarred the Nazis into like Queens last week, but here they're, ah, no, nah, this is just a secret society. Uh, by the way, speaking of, uh, of knowing words, so, uh, so, so this is, uh, th this is something that, uh, I don't, I don't bring up often because it's really difficult to describe and, and it probably just makes me sound crazy. Uh, but what, but, but before I learned how to talk, uh, I actually remember not being able to talk really. Um, and I remember being very annoyed because <laughs> basically like the attitude in my, in my head was, I know I used to be able to do this. So why sure. can't I now? That's crazy. And um, like, I, I remember uh, like very clearly, like, uh, you know, like learning individual words. Sure. And, everything. You... And, and so, so I literally remember only being able to cry because that was the only way I could communicate. But in my head, knowing I know how to do this. So why can't I? That is, so I, I say crazy as in like, extremely interesting have you ever met or known anybody else who remembers um i i don't think so but i, but I haven't really asked about it like i said it's it's not something i bring up a lot because it sounds a little crazy but i think, I think you need to start like a reddit or, or uh at least an ama oh that, that would actually be a good thing to bring up on on uh, ama like you know i i uh like, like I, I wouldn't say that like in a past life I was, you know, George Washington or anything. Sure. Um, but like I, I, I've always, I like, I remember very clearly when I was when I was young, like before being able to talk, and realizing that like there was, there there was something, you know. You could be the key to unlocking early communication. To I doubt it. Yeah. Well, hey, you know. Cause, cause you know, like I, I remember my dad teaching me how to say the word breakfast. That's, that's, you know, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's nothing, nothing earth shattering. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Ilsa, I, I, I'm not sure what, uh, what she would have called breakfast. <laughs> that. Cause again, she doesn't have a frame of reference for it. You know, <sighs> I, again, yeah, it's, it, it's that one thing that kind of can derail the entire, I, I like to pride myself on being able to, Hey, you know what? It's a, it's a fictional story. You just got to run with some things, but there are so, like some single things that can get overlooked that can derail an entire story. Yeah. So they, so they sent her to school like the next day after, <laughs> after this. um, and uh, like the least they could have done was snuck in a line. Hey, it's been three months. She should go to school now. Oh yeah. No, as far as, as far as we can tell, it's like the next day after after a fire and her parents die. And again, you had fifty two minutes of screen time to just put in a, like a quick two second montage. Yeah, a and uh, at some point, her her teacher kind of like pulls her to the side and says, like, I know what they were trying to do, and they were trying to. They were trying to turn you into a medium to talk to the dead, which is uh, interesting. Yeah, and, and I'm not like I I didn't get the sense that that was actually what they were trying to do. Like I, I just I just thought it was you know an experiment to see if you could if you could 
that they, they, they were theorizing that people have been telepathic once and and if we actually like tried to develop that muscle again we could do it again and that's what the, i understood the teacher goes full leroy jenkins alex yeah to yeah i think they wanted you to communicate with the dead it that it completely came out of nowhere um because i thought that the, we, we were kind of just settling in for again 52 minutes of just telling like this one singular story but uh yeah you're right the, the teacher kind of blows everything up yeah and i thought that there, there's going to be like a very uh you know rod serling twilight zone-ish sort of uh sort of ending to this in that the class was going to end up being just like her yeah and, and for some reason i i thought that was actually the case like i thought i remembered that from a, a previous viewing of this episode and that that turned out to not be what happened you are probably mixing in like some some skit from a uh, treehouse of horror that you don't remember could could very well be <laughs> um and uh so so basically what happens is her her teacher is continuously trying to get her to talk then this nice couple from germany <laughs> uh who are members of the cult they show up and uh, they're gonna you know first they're gonna try to uh to take her with them you yeah. know to continue the experiment but then because the teacher actually gets her to talk that basically ruins the experiment so they just decide they're gonna they're gonna leave her there yeah i mean and you kind of get the um you kind of get the the feeling that they uh that they're like, well, this kid's useless to us, so mm -hmm. we don't want her anymore. A, a German couple being uh, being callous towards. Uh, <laughs> Imagine that. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, especially after the episode last week. <laughs> uh, so I think that uh, uh, you know the takeaway from this episode, because you know, there, there's a takeaway from every episode. Of uh, course. You know, last week was Nazis are bad. <laughs> super uh, bad the official position of yes. the show take a hike nazis yes and this position the 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 takeaway from this episode is when you're raising a child like there's some responsibilities in there so don't you know raise them to be a productive member of society don't say hey wouldn't it be cool if we didn't have her speak for her entire life just because seems like bad parenting yeah it has been noted in a book of proven wisdom that perfect love casteth out fear. While it's unlikely that this observation was meant to include that specific fear which follows the loss of extrasensory perception, the principle remains as always beautifully intact. Case in point, that of Ilsa Nielsen, former resident of the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?